Hello, and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll highlight what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. We'll also check in with our community partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across our community. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody, today. Uh, We've got a great session scheduled for today. Uh, at least I hope it's a great session. We've got a lot of great friends joining us today, and, and I hope we have a, an, an engaging, informative, and exciting uh, podcast. I can tell you when this group gets together, it usually is um, maybe two of those three. Was it Meatloaf that said, you know, two out of three ain't bad? So hopefully it's, it's at least two out of those three. Uh, I've got Marvin Price with us, who is the Executive Vice President for Economic Development uh, at the Greensboro Chamber. I've got Kevin Franklin, who is the president and CEO of the Randolph County Economic Development Corporation. And I've got Anna Lee Moore. And Anna is the economic development guru. I'm going to totally mess up your title at the North Carolina Railroad, but, but guru, expert, um, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call yourself, Anna. What, what exactly is your title? I, I need to get that correct. Vice President for Economic Development. Vice it's President for Economic Development. Not president or executive vice president or CEOs. Just vice president. I like I like guru. I like guru because it, it, I think it kind of sums up everything that you're involved in and in, in economic development in the state of North Carolina. Um, and, and today's topic is the is is our Greensboro Randolph mega site, uh, 1,825 acres uh, south of Greensboro, just across the the uh, Greensboro Randolph County line um, near Liberty. Um, and, and we've we've had uh, a number of opportunities to kind of go see that. We had a, a recent inner city visit that uh, we had 100 of our community members uh, go down and see the Greensboro Randolph mega site. I think it opened their eyes to the incredible possibilities, all the progress that's been made on that site. And, and I think a lot of folks said, gosh, more people should know about this. And, and so our crew came and said, well, let's do a, me- let's do a mega site podcast. Um, and so here we are doing the Megaside podcast. Uh, and so uh, let's, let's start out with, and, and, and Kevin, I'll, I'm gonna start with you, kind of the beginnings uh, of the Megaside. Uh, what, what was the reason why we had a Megaside? When did we begin? All that good stuff. Can you take us back a little bit uh, back in history and chat a little bit about that? Absolutely, thanks, Brent. So the, the Megaside really is an effort to bring jobs back to the community and specifically manufacturing jobs. So um, this, the, the inception of this idea is, is probably about 10 years old now. Um, there were a lot, of, a lot of folks lost their jobs. Um, NAFTA and other um, um, offshoring that took place in manufacturing over the last 10, 15 years. And so there was a group at the Piedmont Triad Partnership based there in Greensboro that said, look, we, we really need a transformative project to bring a lot of these jobs back. We're manufacturing center and, and we can do manufacturing as well, if not better than anybody else in the country. And so let's, let's identify a location 
in our region that would be suitable to bring a transformational project to the center of North Carolina. So um, we all love the singles and the doubles, um, you know, the, the smaller jobs, the smaller level of investment. Um, those are critical to everything that we do. Um, but to really handle and address all of those jobs that have been lost over those years, it's going to take a big project. And so that's really what, what this project is all about. Let's find that big project. And before we find the big project, let's find the site that's right to make that big project happen. And, and I, I think going back to that, of course, that was before um, my time uh, here in Greensboro, but I know that the Piedmont Triad Partnership worked to identify that site. I, I, there are a lot of times when, when communities go and look for a mega site. A mega site, let's just technical uh, definition is a, a thousand acres or more. Um, ours is 1,825, so more than a thousand. But a lot of times communities will go and the easiest way to find a mega site is go find a big piece of property. And, and sometimes that's a, that's a farmer or two who are ready to retire or get out of the business. And, and so it's easy to put together a mega site if you've got you know, that big a piece of property. The, the struggle that you have oftentimes with that approach is um, you get out there and you can't find the infrastructure or it's really hard to, to, to run the infrastructure. Talk a little bit, Kevin, about the, the process for identifying this particular mega site based on um, some engineering work that was done? Sure. So ideally, the target was an automotive OEM project. And the reason for that is just the multiplier effect that brings so many additional jobs to any community that has an auto OEM. So an engineering firm called the Timmons Group was hired to do a study across the 12 county region for the Piedmont Triad. And um, and, and, and things that are required to have a suitable site. You gotta have access to a good quality four lane highway. You gotta have access to a class one rail. You gotta have access to workforce. You gotta have access to proximity to water and sewer so that they can be extended and natural gas. And um, there's gotta be power that's accessible. And so um, all, all of these things were part of that vetting process um, is, is power close by, is water close by, is rail close by. And certainly, um, you know, at the top of that list probably is workforce, because if we're looking at a transformational project, we're looking at lots of jobs and we got to have access to those folks within our labor force. So it was all of those things that were part of this calculation for what's the best location within the triad. And out of all of that, this site here in northeastern Randolph County, just south of the Guilford County line, rose to the surface, and, and it turned out to be the best site in the region. And, and if my memory um, serves me well, lots of parcels, you know, tens of, you know, parcels, not, not two big, big farm properties, but big parcel, number, a large number of parcels, a large number of owners. Um, a lot of communities would have said, oh my gosh, that's too complex. Um, that's going to take too long. That's too frustrating. I think the great news about our community is um, everyone realized this was the right site. We had identified the right site based on the proper criteria. And yeah, it was going to take a little bit. And the, the Bryan Foundation got involved uh, at that point in starting to assemble some of that property. Sam Simpson uh, with Simpson Commercial Real Estate got engaged, helping um, put together the site, helping um, talk to property owners and helping us assemble that. And 
that took a while. Um, that wasn't that wasn't an overnight thing. Again, you can't just acquire two pieces of property. Um, and so it, it did take a while, but I think everybody was convinced this is the right place. This is the right piece of property for the right reasons at the right time. And so, yes, it's going to be a challenge, but let's go do it. That's right. And, and one thing that I want to mention, too, is I know when you start working a project like this, there are folks in the community that might be concerned about, is somebody come and take my land from me to turn it into an economic development project? And we had some real um, some, some, we set a real high bar for ourselves in the community. And we wanted to make sure that that was not going to happen, that everybody that participated in the sale of property participated willingly. And so that's exactly what happened. None of the property was taken. Everybody was paid. And in fact, um, the starting price that was, um, that was offered to everybody was two and a half times tax value. So we wanted to make sure that it was more than fair to the property owners as they considered is this, is this what we should do? And ultimately, um, everybody in this site was on board and 1,825 acres later, we have a fantastic site here in, in Randolph County in the, in the Triad area. We really do, we really do. And, and, and Kevin, you know, going through the process as well, you've got you've to zone it properly as well. So, you know, not only did we acquire it, not only is the, is the, are the utilities nearby, but you're, we're zoned properly, correct? That's right. That's right. The zoning for the site is heavy industrial for all of those acreage. And, uh, and this was not a simple, quick process. There were some long meetings, um, some meetings that lasted after midnight where the county commissioners wanted to make sure that they heard from everybody that was in the region and everybody that was involved and everybody that wanted to have an opinion. And ultimately, um, rezoning took place. And, and without that, again, one of those key steps that we can't have an industrial site if it's not industrially zoned. That's right. That's right. Anna, I'm going to switch over to you because uh, at, at, at a point in this process, the, the North Carolina Railroad became uh, involved and engaged and became uh, a property owner uh, in, in the North, in the Greensboro Randolph mega site as well. So talk to us about what, um, what led up to that interest and engagement for the, for the North Carolina Railroad. Sure. Thank you. Um, so essentially, uh, the North Carolina Railroad Company was created for an economic development purpose. Um, back in the 1840s, the, uh, our state was the only state in the Southeast that didn't have an east-west navigable river. So uh, our company was created to connect commerce in the east and the west. And over the last um, about six or seven years, the desire from our leadership has been to reconnect back to those original roots um, and take part of our revenue stream and get it back to our shareholders who are the people through economic development. And so one of the ways that we do this or have decided to do this is through a partnership with all of the mega sites. So um, Several of, and, and that has taken different forms at different times. So um, that looks like rail infrastructure and uh, recruitment of clients for some mega sites and for Randolph County in particular. Um, at the time when we were engaged, there were some options, I believe, that were set to expire um, on the parcels, which there are now 90 parcels comprising one site. So obviously not that many landholders, but 
there weren't just a few. And so um, we came in and invested again as a landholder, um, particularly for this mega site. So um, we, it just seemed to be the right fit at the time, given the needs. Um, the site is served by a line that branches off of our main line. And, um, and so, you know, we know that it sort of in a way is reinvesting back in that line um, for when a client lands on this site. Um, and it, it will help maintain the lines across the state. Uh, well, for us across the state. So that in a nutshell is how we became involved with this crew. One of the things that I've loved about um, the railroad's involvement and, and Anna, your particular involvement as well, and, and the reason why I use the term guru is um, at the beginning in terms of economic development is you, you've got a really good keen sense for um, what economic development clients are looking for. Um, and especially have brought um, to this site the ability to help identify areas that need to be developed. So what I, what I would say is, can you kind of give us a, a little bit of a, of a briefing right now on where the site stands in terms of utilities and readiness and, and that sort of thing um, that kind of set us apart really as we, as we go forward with, with other competitors in maybe the mega site uh, space nationally? Thank you, Brent. Um, essentially, when I describe what our jobs are um, in just business recruitment, one of the, I, I tell people that one of the best ways to do our job and to do it well is to anticipate what the client needs. And every client I have ever met is on a tight time frame, or so they they feel and they need predictability, and they need to know that you understand that a certain time and place is their end game and that you understand the path to, to that their timeline starts there and goes backwards. And that could be um, everything from that's when they've said a product will roll off the line and they have to have that new line built, which means they have to have a plant constructed and everything that involved that goes into that. Um, so at, at a minimum, it's you know understanding what they need and being able to answer how to get to what they need and with a predictable timeline and with certainty. And um, what those vague terms mean uh, as it relates to manufacturing plants is how soon can we get the type and load of power that we need to make the product that we have? We need gas. We need water, we need sewer, we need rail to bring in the amount of inputs. Um, can we physically, if we're building a big plant, um, can we physically get to the site? Like how do we manage logistics and trucking and the people that we wanna hire to get in and out of here? Um, we need, we can't just build on the side of a hill. We have a, we need a flat pad. so. How, how do we do that? And how long does that take? And who manages those approvals? And um, can someone give us a schedule and what that looks like? And so essentially um, it is this team's job and the job of every team, in my opinion, who's trying to recruit a new company to step into those shoes and uh, 
create a timeline. And if you don't know the answer for how long does it take the water sewer to get to this site and where does it go? And is that route engineered? Well, that's my homework. And, and that's Marvin's homework and that's Kevin's homework. And so um, we have spent the last few years truly dividing and conquering and, and following up on, okay, if the client needs this type of uh, at volume and pressure of gas, where would that come from? Let's set up a meeting with the gas company. So it's um, a lot of constant uh, pursuit and follow-up and project management all along the way. Um, and so as it relates to infrastructure, we are able to answer the questions, again, for industrial power. The water and sewer that um, Greensboro, the city of Greensboro is going to provide for this project. Um, you know, what is zoning, for example, Randolph County has already taken care of the zoning. So anything that we can remove off the list to add predictability and shore up a timeline, um, we believe that we have done to this point. All right, so, you know, I, I almost hesitate to go back um, to, uh, to a particular um, time that uh, we, had a, we had a near miss uh, on our site uh, a few years back um, with our friends at, at Toyota and Mazda. Um, and, you know, they wound up in another state in the Southeast. And we were disappointed, uh, certainly were, because uh, we felt we had a, a wonderful solution for their uh, project, wonderful location for them. And ultimately, um, they decided to go to Alabama instead. I think there are a lot of um, communities out there who would have um, not done what we did, which was, um, okay, let's use that as a, as a challenge and as an opportunity to get even more ready um, going forward to, to understand that, you know, that particular site in, in Alabama had been a runner up for major projects before and uh, had, had said, we're going to just make sure that we're the next project that comes along, we'll be ready for it. Um, and I think we had the same commitment here uh, in, in, our, in our particular site. Kevin, you want to talk about kind of the steps that have that have taken place since then to make sure that, that we're continuing to make progress um, going forward? Sure, there's, there's not a day that goes by where somebody's not thinking about and talking about the mega site. So things that have, things that have been done, um, we're continuing to move forward with design of interchanges on 421 to make sure that we can get folks in and off that site and, and goods in and off that site. We're, um, water and sewer lines, been in the planning stages, but it's great to see that those are now going in the ground. So that's um, a great step forward. Um, there's, uh, there's continue to look at our workforce opportunities and, and work with our um, higher ed and community college partners. Um, we've done surveys. We've since uh, Toyota Mazda, we actually acquired some additional land during that process and had it rezoned. So it's just a myriad of things um, that continue to take place, studies that have been done, environmental studies and, and others that are being updated in the process of being updated. So there's, there's always something that's happening and we're always working not only to make sure that everything that we've done so far is still up to date, but moving forward with 
um, further preparations so that when that client comes, as Anna mentioned, we can tell them, um, we've got what it takes. We can do this in your timeline. We've got the answers to your questions. And I think we may have seen in the past some other big sites like ours um, that have decided that at some point they're going to they're going to subdivide and and look for perhaps some smaller projects. Kevin, you mentioned the singles and the doubles. Um, Marvin, you've probably seen some sites closer to when you're in your time in Charlotte that have been subdivided uh, a little bit more. Talk to us about. Uh, Marvin coming over from Charlotte to Greensboro and the opportunity that you see for this site given, you know, 1,825 acres and a, and a commitment from the ownership group to, to holding on for a, a really big user. Well, first things first, I want to say that it's an anomaly, uh, truly to see a community come together. I, I don't think people appreciate the magnitude of hearing that the city of Greensboro is supplying water to Randolph County and knowing that it's for greater good, right? So to know that the labor force is not just going to come from Randolph County and not just from Greensboro, it's gonna come from the entire region. So right now, knowing from a historical standpoint, I think the opportunity in this community is tremendous. And honestly, one of the reasons why I wanted to come and join this team, I've heard so many great things but also about this site in particular from just the amount of activity that we've had alone since I've been here has been tremendous. So I truly think it's only a matter of time, but knowing the just landing something here, that's only the start. And again, we a lot of communities have decided to slice and dice their mega site and the idea of the one, the singles and the doubles. And truly, if we get an OEM, which is an original equipment manufacturer, that supply chain that they would bring with them is not only going to help our community, but this entire region and beyond. And truly, I think that we are going to be the opportunity that North Carolina is gonna be able to have to finally have that stamp in the book, if you will. Marvin, as you go out there and look for a big project, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the same way as you are. I, I love this opportunity to take a swing at bat for projects of this size. And not every community has the ability to take an at bat for projects this, this size. Um, but the other, the other side of that coin is there aren't that many at bats because the projects are so big that would fit on this site. They don't come along all the time. Not, certainly not every month. <laughs> um, perhaps not every year. So talk a little bit about how you, how you market and how you stay patient on a, on a site like this for projects that would fit 1,825 acres. Because once you've gone through this process, once you put all, these, all this effort and all, this, um, you know, all the folks who have really spent an awful lot of time and, and personal and professional capital, you want to make sure you're finding the very best user for that, for that site. How do you market in order to do that? Well, you do it as a collaborative and you make it a point to stay in front of the site selection community. But not only that, you're, you're building relationships with the automotive industry and making sure that you're seen at the different trade shows. You're making it a point to build that connectivity through LinkedIn, also our marketing ads that we've done. Also, uh, I know uh, 
people may have laughed at that idea of flying a plane over Tesla, but that gave us national recognition and attention that we would not be able to pay for, right? So making sure that we're top of mind with these with these site selectors, the business CEOs and CFOs to make sure that they know that we are still ready and willing and we've been actually refining our site and not we're just waiting for something to land in our lap that we're consistently trying to improve this site in the community. I love you mentioning the, the, the Tesla flyover. Of course, that was at the time when Tesla was uh, out in the market looking for a new facility and we wanted to make sure we they knew we we had a great facility we had a great site for them um, and probably the best some of the best money we've ever spent um, in, in terms of because it, it it may not have it may not have gotten Tesla here but it got their attention and more importantly it got a lot of other folks attention as well right so um, you know, sometimes you got to do a little bit of guerrilla marketing to get people's attention, right? You know, the, the beauty of, um, and, and you mentioned it, Marvin, the beauty of this site is the partnerships, um, the teamwork that is done. Um, it's, it, you know, the land is under um, three owners. Um, so Randolph County, the Greensboro Randolph Megasite Foundation and the North Carolina Railroad, all of which have, pledged to market the piece, the 1,825 acres all together, all of which have their eyes on the prize, which is that big user, um, a large number of jobs, a large investment, somebody that, again, can really um, make that home, uh, make the Greensboro Randolph Megasite a home um, and, and bring transformation um, to, this, to this market. And Kevin, um, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, maybe for some closing remarks from from each one of us. Um, you know, you've you've been engaged with this for for a long time. Um, I I can tell you, I personally am optimistic um, that this is going to happen. I, I know it's hard to be patient um, sometimes, but um, you know, we've seen it pay off. We've seen it pay off in other on other mega sites and other communities, uh, and I hope we're able to stay patient here as well. I think certainly Randolph County is committed to being patient for this. We, we understand as a community that it's going to take some patience and there's going to be some, some swings and some misses along the way. But if we can hold out for the big prize, um, that's ultimately going to be the benefit of the entire region and even across the state. And so I think the, um, you know, Brent, you have mentioned this, Marvin has mentioned this, just the, the collaboration. I mean, I'll be the first to say that here in Randolph County, we're a rural community. If we didn't have partnerships like what we see here on the call, um, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have a site like this. And so um, to be able to be a part of something that's much bigger than our community has been fantastic. And uh, we're very optimistic and looking forward to seeing big things happen on this site that's, gonna, that's going to stimulate lots of additional investment and job creation. It's just gonna be a fantastic thing for the community and for the region. And I would say we, we would add, you know, we have great partners at the state of North Carolina as well. The Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina, the North Carolina Department of Commerce, great folks to work with, very committed to, to assisting uh, us as well. They were right there with us all the way with what was then called Project New World, um, the, the Toyota Mazda project, and were incredibly um, helpful and instrumental in, in getting us as far as we did um, at that time. So. Um, 
kudos to them and, and thanks to them for going forward. Anna? I'd just like to add that um, in a, it, not only have, you know, it takes a village, this is, this is in some ways akin, I feel like to like, they talk about taking a village to raise children, but um, something that's been particularly distinct for me to be on this team and, and be a part of this is, well, this core team on this podcast has a diversity of perspective that I think very few economic development teams have. Um, most economic development teams are kind of, they've either grown up local to the area or somebody fell into economic development or they maybe moved inside a state. But to have uh, two people who have very different experiences in very distinctly different states, but manufacturing states in the Southeast uh, adds a, a real depth uh, to have someone like Marvin with a utility background adds a big depth. Um, and then Kevin always, there's just like, I can be, you know, talk, 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 and Brent is present, 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 and Marvin's handling something, but Kevin's not gonna miss anything. And so, you know, Kevin's always sort of bringing up the, well, what about the, have we talked about this? And it, and, and you think to yourself, that's very important. We should talk about this. So the balance that we have has been huge, but also the number of players that it takes to make something like this be successful definitely doesn't boil down to just the people or the entities on this call. And I, like you mentioned, the Department of Commerce, but I mean, it's everyone from engineering firms to the Department of Transportation. My goodness, I don't know where we'd be, where we would be without DOT Division 8. Um, and a number of partners who have really held hands with us and, and become invested and not just invested financially, but invested personally and professionally. Um, and that has been a huge opportunity for me to experience. And I would say going back to, I appreciate that, Anna, because you're absolutely right. It, it, is a, it, is a, it is a team effort and, and any, any development, any project of this size is going to require that team. Um, we've been battle tested. <laughs> um, and I would say the good thing that came out of, if you, if you can say, I mean, I, I've got a friend in the business who, you know, quotes Ricky Bobby on a regular basis, right? If you're not first, you're last. If you, if you don't come in first in economic development, there's no, there's no second place, there's no prize for second place. You just don't get the project. Um, and so, you know, as, 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 as disappointed as we were um, with Toyota Mazda, what that project allowed to happen because we were in the arena at the time was we got about five years worth of work done in five months. Um, and so that helped us accelerate um, our, readiness on this site so much and to your point brought folks from the department of transportation engineering firms just resources to bear that that we needed that we probably would not have had that level um in that short of a time frame and so you know again gave us a great opportunity and marvin uh you know i, I hope when you saw and came in and went and started looking under the hood, if you will, of the Greensboro Randolph megasite, you found, wow, they've done an, they've done an awful lot of work here. I'm 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 uh, I'm impressed with all that's happened here. 
No, absolutely. I, I know uh, I just want to echo all of the thoughts around partnerships and collaboration, because truly um, for us to work together as a team, I don't think people understand what's required when a company is coming to visit. And when it's a company coming to visit and they are sometimes not speaking the language, sometimes they don't understand uh, where they are and really having to hold their hands and giving them every single minute detail about a piece of property. So if we feel that same way when we're looking to buy our own residential home, think about someone looking to buy over a thousand acres of land and being able to say, hey, Brent is going to do X, Y, and Z. Marvin, hey, you're going to handle this or Kevin's going to do this. Anna's going to do something. Crystal Gettys is going to do something. And we're all collaborating at the same time to making sure that nothing falls through the cracks. And honestly, I would put this team up against any other state, any other mega site, because truly seeing what, what we've been able to accomplish is only, we're only at the beginning. And I truly believe for the triad to have a mega site of this size, you would have thought by now, someone would have wanted to slice and dice it. And truly for us to be committed to this, I, I think it's, it's, it's something that years from now, we're gonna look back and really, I'm, I'm, I wonder who's gonna play me in the movie, essentially. <laughs> Let, let's clarify that we want this to be the beginning of the end. This is the beginning of the end because we're, we're working to seal some deals. Absolutely. I am, I am quite optimistic that, um, that this site is going to be that transformational project that we have all envisioned and and again back to the very beginning before many of us were even involved in this project it was hey we're here we are in North Carolina we don't have an automotive OEM who's going to go get the site and our community stepped up and said we'll do it and uh, it wasn't easy um, in many many cases it there there were some there were some hurdles to overcome they have been overcome and it's ready to go and uh, I'm optimistic that, that it's going to be that transformational site. We're going to be very proud of what goes on that site. We're going to see an awful lot of really good people go to work um, at, on that site. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that's why we do what we do in terms of economic development, so that somebody can get a, a first job, a new job, a better job. Um, ultimately, that's why, that's why the North Carolina Railroad is engaged. That's why Randolph County's engaged. That's why, that's why everybody's engaged. We want to see people get really good jobs. And we think that this site is going to provide those opportunities in the, in the future. And that's why we've done it. And I will thank each one of you all for your incredible partnership in this. I will thank those who came before us. We are only standing on their shoulders. Um, because there have been, the numbers are too, are too many to count all the people who have touched the site. And they've done it not out of selfishness, not out of, out of their own self-gain. They've done it because they believed uh, in what this community needs and what this site can provide for this community in the future. And the good news is that, that, that people are rooting for this to happen. And I'm excited about um, that day when it will come, I know we're all going to celebrate and have a big party, and uh, and and maybe at some point we'll start thinking about who plays us in the movie. I think the thing I'm most excited about is 
meeting the people who get the jobs at this site. I think that for us on this team, that will be one of the greatest, possibly some of the greatest blessings we ever get to experience. And I think that's where our sights are set and, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll be awfully excited when the announcement is made, right? And when we've got the announcement, but to your point, and I think that's a great way of putting it. I think I'll be most emotional walking in that plant on day one and seeing those folks again, who have gotten those, those jobs and knowing what that will mean for them and their families, hopefully for generations to come and what it will mean for this community for generations to come. So. I thank each one of y'all for joining me today. This is a truly a, a labor of love. Um, at this point, like I said, we've been battle tested and we've got a great site and it's ready to go. And it's only a matter of time. Thank you for what you do for, for the mega site. Thank you for what you do for economic development in North Carolina. And I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. That's great. Appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by True Lion Federal Credit Union a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, Truliant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit truliant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Make sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.